You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. We're back. Part two of the interview with Helen McDonald, the magic Melburnian, the awesome Aussie. And we're talking about optimism versus positivity. One million optimists.com and the hashtag one million optimists. Would you like hashtags? Or <laughs> oh, just a bit of a joke there about a technical problem we had earlier today, which could have been a disaster, but we flipped it. I rebooted my computer, Helen had a break, and in that moment, that 10 or 15 minutes, there was gold, there was magic, and we created something that may eventually come into something really quite wonderful in the next few months. So this is part two of the interview we're doing with Helen, and I really want to pick up on this idea of um, what, would you, what you would do uh, if you were to go back in time. This year is uh, 2015, it's the year Marty McFly went to the future. 21st of October, actually, is the actual day he went back to the future, and we haven't arrived there yet, but this, this podcast doubtlessly will live in cyberspace forever. So 21st of October 2015, Marty McFly goes to the future, and then he goes back to 1985. And I wonder what would happen if we had that opportunity. What would you do, Helen, if you could go back 10 or 20 years and talk to your younger self? What would you say? I loved this question, Keith, in terms of the the preparation that I did for our conversation today. It's one of those things that I think all of the coaches out there could really benefit from questioning themselves about. What what advice would you give your younger self? Because what I realized was that then helped me remember to keep telling yourself, telling yourself mm, that. Mm. So it's a really powerful, powerful question. I love it. So the first thing that came up for me is something that I, I am aware of that I have been a, it's been a constant work in progress for me for over the years, and that is you are enough. You are good enough. You're clever enough. You're creative enough. Don't let um, people or circumstances make you feel like you have to, do, to somehow do more than your best, that all of us as coaches want to do our best, be our best mm-hmm. and do the best mm-hmm. for our clients. But we need to recognize that whatever client we have in front of us, they've, either they have chosen us or the universe has put us together. We are enough for them at that time. And so we need to be mm. confident in, in the yeah. space that we're holding. That's brilliant. The second, which is really important for me, particularly at the moment, I'll explain what that, what that means in a minute, is do what you're meant to do. Avoid getting pulled off path by other people who think they know better. So I've been off path a little bit over the last couple of years, focusing on some other work, which I really enjoy, and I haven't been putting my energy into the thing that I'm the most passionate about, which is this idea of one million optimists on the planet, believing that a million Mm -hmm. people coming together with good intent and with the skills and the tools that I can help them have in their arsenal, that we can literally change the planet, that we can fix any problems on the planet. And so the optimism zone has been a path that I have been away from a little bit. Having come back, I feel like I've got booster rockets on and I'm charging down the path at a million an hour. Yeah. So just don't let yourself get distracted by either by bright shiny objects that kind of take you away or by people who tell you what they believe you should do. 
And by the time mm. you've got this person telling you you should do this and this person telling you you should do that, you end up with people shooting all over you and you've just got to make sure that you are very clear about what is it that I'm meant to be doing? What what lights my fire? What, what lifts me up? Yeah. And look, you've mentioned two very key points there and the third one obviously is onemillionoptimists.com, which I'm going to leverage mm-hmm. and tell the whole world about. But you've said two things. One is don't let yourself be distracted by bright, shiny objects. This is actually a, a whole story in the 21st mm-hmm. century, this idea that, oh, this, that's a new gadget. I could save heaps of time if I had one of them. But I've got to learn how to use it, which means I can't do what I'm doing now because I've got to learn that. But when I do that, I'm going to save myself 15 minutes a day. (laughs) When I spend the four hours to learn how to do it. (laughs) And, I mean, I'm I'm saying that as a joke because when you see this bright, shiny object, it it sounds like a fantastic idea today, but, you know, it might take you two or three hours to learn, maybe two or three hours to go down the rabbit hole and go, actually, geez, that was a mistake. Not only did I waste three hours, it completely just Mm -hmm. doesn't work. The second thing I think is more important, probably in this space, is this idea of, I know best, follow me. I know what's best for you, Keith. Don't trust yourself. You know, you have no idea what you need to be doing. I do. I've been doing this a long time. Just trust me. I've been doing this for a while. Just, Just follow me. I know what I'm doing. Do you have you do you still get that, or did you get that in your I earlier days? I certainly got it in my earlier days, and I had uh, I had one well-meaning uh, coach and mentor who took me off path for a couple of years. The journey was useful. Um, you know, I, I one of the things that I absolutely believe in, and this is one of the other things I tell my younger self is don't be distressed by bad experiences. There is a learning in every experience. So I learned a lot, and I gathered more information, and it took me off path. Um, and and I respected their opinion, still do, I should have been, I could have been stronger in myself and said, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to stick with this thing that I know makes my heart sing as opposed to trying to trying to cram it into someone else's definition. Do you have a mechanism for that? Do you have a mantra? Do you have a cheat sheet? Do you have some sort of thing you touch to remind yourself? Part of this new focus of the business is that I've also just uh, launched a foundation to raise funds for small, like micro projects. And underneath mm-hmm. that, the Optimism Foundation, which is again a part of the One Million Optimists uh, banner, um, the uh, the Optimism Foundation has. I, I love business names that are a bit quirky. So the business name for the little activity that sits under that is Knots for Profit with a K. K N O T S for. And, ah, not and I now profit. make little optimism charms. So it's a little a little uh, ball of uh, orange um, paracord, tiny thin paracord, and I have them everywhere. And so orange is my signature colour, as, as anyone who knows me knows. So when I see orange, particularly now, it keeps it just it brings me back. And my optimism yeah, charm an is my visualizer. So the optimism charms are working are working a charm. Ha ha. Well, look, I think that's very important because what you just said there, like you trusted your coach's mm. judgment. They took you off path, you respected their opinion, but it really wasn't no. your path. And, and look, I'd imagine unless you're super strong and rock solid in your mission, that would be very easy to do. Well, it was because also by taking that path, I got their um, affirmations and their input and, and their support. And if I had stuck to my guns, I might not have got as much support and and, uh, and input so it, and, and as I said I learned from the experience optimists learn from every experience and so the things that I learned on that journey are now making me more powerful so nothing is the optimist the process of um, getting to the optimist 
the achievement mindset to the optimistic mindset is to do a reality check to go okay what what actually did happen there what can I do about it? I'll, I'll give you a little example so the difference between positive thinking and optimism a positive thinker gets knocked down by a bus and they go oh well I really needed a rest and they kind of try to make good of this terrible thing an optimist says this that sucks <laughs> Um, and they ask themselves three really important questions. Uh, what do I need to do to get myself better as quickly as possible? What do I need to learn to make sure that I never do that again? And then how can I pass that on to other people so that they don't have to have the same painful experience as me? That's the reality check part of optimism. Then they take the best possible actions and they take the steps, they take do whatever is required to get the outcome, and that's the optimism part. Now, the other danger of that is going across the optimism and plopping down into the other, the dark pit on the other side, which is delusion. And I had a, there's a TED, TEDx talk that um, I know you, you've seen, Keith, where I talk about the, the danger of delusion, which is like a dark mm. path on the other side where you go, no, no, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine, crash. So yeah. it, optimism is about a reality check and then optimizing the outcome by choosing the appropriate action. Yeah, it's quite a challenging topic, but it it's a big one. It's a big challenge. And as, you, as we mentioned in the first episode, which no one will ever hear because it never worked, <laughs> it didn't actually record, uh, you mentioned that you've got a book coming out about this or that you've certainly got a book in you I about think this, I probably yeah? have several books. I have a first book that I'm, that I'm my optimist's community. I'm about to go into reprint. So I'm, I'm literally about to, to um, reprint my first book from uh, 13 years ago, which is called Smiley Way to Success. So optimism, it differs from positivity as well because it's not just about being happy. It's not just about smiling through all the difficulties, although I think that's a good thing because it does good things for your brain chemistry. But Smiley Way to Success even had a five-step process and only one of them was about turning up the edges of your mouth and kicking in your positive brain chemistry. But the others were about what can you do to make a difference. And so the book, um, the first book that's going to come out um, later on this year, uh, is really around the optimism zone. What do you need to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to stay in the zone, if you like? Someone said, I'm going to be the cure for the ozone layer because I'm going to replace the ozone layer with the optimism zone. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a new version a of new the version ozone. A new version of the ozone. The new ozone is optimism. That's brilliant. Now, I want to give you plenty of time to tell everyone all about your projects, where you can, they can find you, or your website, all of your social projects. Let's spend a few minutes making sure that you get plenty of time to do that. So take that away and I'll give Fantastic. you the floor. Thanks very much, Keith. So my, my recommendation would be to go to the core optimism zone um, website, optimismzone.com. If you're a big Facebook user, then go to Optimism Zone on Facebook as well because obviously those two are linked. But on optimismzone.com, you can um, declare yourself an optimist and join the uh, the campaign for one million optimists, and you'll get a you'll get a free uh, uh, sort of poster that you can put up on in on your wall and uh, understand get your first introduction to the nine principles of of optimism uh, maintenance on a daily basis. You can also in that process you'll also get a free nine week optimism booster. Uh, emails popping into your website, into your email every week. And then you can also express interest in attending future events, whether they be the virtual or face-to-face, -face, which yeah. are currently operating in Melbourne. Uh, well, I'm going overseas in September. It's going to America in September. There'll be three locations in the US in, in September. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can find the, uh, the Optimist or the Unite Optimist section and express your interest and I'll stay in touch. Do you know which uh, one? Yes, you, I'm going to, you know which uh, site? San Diego. Uh, Salt Lake City and Sedona in Arizona. 
Oh, Sedona, Arizona. Okay, I've got friends. Um, great energy at Sedona. So those three will be last week of August and the first couple of weeks of September. And obviously on okay. optimismzone.com and on the Facebook Optimism Zone, those um, times and, and uh, details will, will start appearing. Uh, and then the third part is the Optimism Foundation. If you know someone who needs a boost or if you'd like to be part of that, either by sponsoring or by buying some Optimism Charms or whatever, hop into the foundation section. Um, and the other thing is, of course, I'd love to have people contact me directly by email at Helen at HelenMack.com. Now, we've been talking to Helen McDonald, Helen Mack, a magic mm-hmm. Melburnian, an awesome Aussie. And you're probably wondering, why am I doing this? Why am I spending my day interviewing all these really cool people? Other than the fact that it's lots of fun, we're actually promoting a, a bigger project called The Missing Link for Coaches. My very, very good friend, Anne-Marie Cross, has created a wonderful project over at uh, the coachesconnectionacademy.com. And I've loosely called that the missing link for coaches. So I went and got, in one of my brainstorm moments, the URL, the missing link for coaches. We're going to be sharing all of our great wisdom there. All of the interviews will be there, and there's some great stuff coming up. We're also using the hashtag coachesconnection. So if you want to find out more about that, I'll be putting that particular hashtag on Pinterest, Google+, uh, Twitter, of course, and to a limited extent, Facebook, because hashtags don't work in Facebook that well, but it still is a way to connect with people. And so I wanted to thank you specifically, Helen, for this wonderful two-parter. <laughs> My best interview ever. It's been amazing. And uh, no, no way we could get all of this information into one little tiny, uh, all this information and enthusiasm, Keith, into one 15-minute block. Not going to happen. So you'll be able to listen to this on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and some very, very cool things coming up. Everything that gets invented, we're going to be on. We're going to spread this information around the world. And please remember to go and check out 1millionoptimists.com. We invented that today. And the hashtag we're using is 1millionoptimists. So let's keep this moving. Share it with your friends. Let me know what you think. And let's make this one the best interview ever. 